Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, May 16th, and I'm Josh Boykin, the founder of Intelligame.us. You're listening to another edition of Intelligame Radio. Welcome to Wednesday, folks, a.k.a. the middle of the week, a.k.a. hump day, a.k.a. Um, halfway to the weekend, a.k.a. I'm sure there are other things people call Wednesday. But the point of the story is that we've made it to another edition of Intelligame Radio. We've got another two topics for you today. The first of which is uh, actually revisiting a topic from Monday, discussion about digital economies and specifically an observation I made after seeing the Humble Bundle that launched, I believe it was yesterday, their new multiplayer bundle. Uh, secondly, we're going to be talking about the evolution of a franchise in response to the world of streaming. Now, I may be reading a bit into this, uh, but I do have a couple takeaways from uh, spending some time with Runner 3, the newest edition of the BitTrip Runner series, that really has me thinking about developing games for the world of streaming and content creation. So if either of those interest you, uh, I would recommend that you stick around because we've got a good show. A while back, I remember telling a friend that Humble Bundle almost makes me not want to buy games new anymore. Because it feels like if I just wait long enough, if I'm willing to be patient, I'll eventually see that game on Humble Bundle for a fraction of what it would be new. And then I'll also get other games with it as well. This has recently happened to me with Hover Revolt of Gamers. Now, this is a title that I've always kind of been interested in. It's a open world sort of parkour game inspired heavily by Jet Set Radio, or Jet Grind Radio, uh, sort of rollerblading, spray paint tagging. It, it's a fantastic game, and if you haven't played it, you're missing out. But I, I've always thought about playing Hover, or picking it up, but it just, I never quite pulled the trigger. Now, I've been paying attention the past couple of weeks because it's shown up on sale in a couple of places I frequent regularly. Chrono.gg, which is a one sale a day for 24 hours type site, and then also Steam, which everybody's on all the time. But I did just see the game show up on Humble Bundle. Now, when it was on Chrono and Steam, I believe it was $9.99. On Humble Bundle, it's part of a multiplayer bundle with, I believe, about five other games at the beat your average price, and when I saw it last, it was $5.34. On Monday, we talked a little bit about digital economy and the ways that introducing the blockchain and scarcity into the marketplace could change the way that game marketing takes place currently. But I can't help but look at the sale tactics that were used for Hover, or what feel like the sales tactics used for Hover, and say that there might be a discussion that we have to have about game economy today. The idea behind this is sound sales logic. Sell as many copies at a higher price as you can before you end up 
selling them at a lower price. Of course, this hurts as a consumer if you pick up the game at $9.99 and then realize if you had just waited a week and a half that you would have gotten the game at a fraction of a price. Now, being on Humble Bundle provides a number of benefits, particularly for a game that is multiplayer focused. This increases your potential player user base, it brings more attention to the game as a whole, gives you more opportunities to be on stream, so on and so forth. But it seems to me like, from the little bit of research I could tell, it didn't seem like uh, the idea of being on Humble Bundle was hyped way ahead of time. It seems like it's fairly difficult to figure out how to sell a game when it's a little older. Um, it, on Metacritic, it has a 69 right now, which comes up as a yellow rating. Um, it's a rough spot to be in, particularly when you're running something that is multiplayer at servers and you need an active player base for folks to be interested. I know that I talked before about potential concerns with changing to a scarcity-driven digital game economy, but that doesn't mean that there aren't potential issues or that there aren't current issues with the digital economy that we have today. One way or another, folks need to be paid for their work, if for no other reason than eating food and staying in warm places uh, tends to require these things. And also the little thing that we enjoy of people continuing to make games usually is easier when they have money. So there are any number of ways to look at the digital economy when we talk about games, and none of them are perfect, but uh, we will have to see what other situations arise as, uh, as the market changes. In the meantime, I'm, I am going to give Hover a shot, so maybe you'll hear about that on a future episode of IG Radio. Do you like IntelliGame? Yeah, I'm going there. If you like IntelliGame, then you should like IntelliGame's Facebook page. If you go over to facebook.com slash letsintelligame, you'll see our home away from home on Facebook. Hitting that like button helps our information circulate out there and keeps you in the know whenever we've got new articles coming up, live streams going on. Uh, there's plenty of content that's going to be running on the Facebook page, and you don't want to miss out. We may even be doing some Facebook-exclusive streaming, or at least streaming alongside what we do on Twitch. So if you want to stay in the know, go ahead and swing over to Facebook.com slash Let's IntelliGame, and go ahead and hit that like button. Thanks a lot. Yay! Games have always shifted to suit the demands of the consumer or rather, to suit the demands of the folks who guide the consumer towards a purchase. When games were being panned for not having enough hours of content to merit a $50 or $60 purchase, suddenly you see the emergence of open world games and multiple playthroughs, new game plus, things to give a game over 100 plus hours of content, which may be written on the back of a box. Today's economy is very much for games driven by video creators, YouTubers, Twitch streamers, and the like. And that means that games 
have to find ways to be entertaining and interesting in that space to be able to still garner the attention of not just the streamer, but also the viewers who are hopefully holding the dollars that those publishers and developers are looking to get a hold of. Runner 3, the upcoming platform slash rhythm game being released by Choice Provisions, takes this idea, I think, of existing in a streaming and YouTube-based world and makes some subtle changes to the series design to capitalize on that. Now, for those who are familiar with the game, you already know that you're taking Commander Video and his compatriots through a series of essentially obstacle courses, getting from the start to the finish of a level and jumping over, sliding under, kicking things over um, in time with what can become some fairly complex music. It's a great auditory and visual experience, but it also can get very difficult. Now, where the original Runner, BitTrip Runner, and Runner 2 would give you essentially any number of tries to be able to get through a level, um, Runner 3 gives you that same number of unlimited lives with no real penalties to score or anything like that. But this time, it keeps track of your deaths. And it will show you the, your death counter increasing every time you fail. Or bonk, as they call it, I should say. This is a very subtle change that isn't specifically crafted or called out as a benefit for streamers or whatever. But inherently, not only do you get more frustrated by seeing the number 30 or 40 show up next to next to your little completion trophy, but it also just it makes the time that you're spending trying to complete a level more tangible. And I can only imagine that this will serve to increase a little bit of that frustration in the streaming and YouTube crowd in a way that is meant to be still entertaining uh, for both the streamer and the viewer. Similarly, the difficulty of the bonus levels has been ramped up and placed fairly early in the game. The bonus or retro levels in Runner 2 were always fairly challenging, but holy cow, trying to get through even the first couple maneuvers and the first bonus round of Runner 3, my, my death counter got fairly high. <laughs> and this is a level that's accessible roughly 15 minutes into the game. Oh, both of these things, again, they're not explicitly called out as ways to draw more attention to the streaming crowd, but I do think that they are meant to appeal to a hardcore audience or to folks who want to kind of show their streams a good time, and without having explicit, here's a command you can type in the chat, or these are the ways that you can get bonus things by watching Twitch streamers, it's a very subtle way to give streamers and viewers an added benefit while playing this game. And of course, in a game's opening release window, getting that additional attention can be the difference in tons of copies being sold. So we'll see what happens when Runner 3 drops on shelves. Um, you'll probably see me stream it on the Intelligame channel pretty soon, and you can witness some of that frustration firsthand.
All right, folks, that does it for another edition of IntelliGame Radio. I've been your host, Josh Boykin, and you can find me on Twitter or Facebook at Wallstormer. Swing over to IntelliGame.us, the main homepage, for more gaming news and criticism and community. And, of course, you can also hit us up on social media at Let's IntelliGame on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Don't forget that we also stream at twitch.tv slash letsintelligame. And if you're looking to help support IntelliGame's efforts, you can head over to patreon.com slash letsintelligame. That's a lot of times saying IntelliGame. So uh, just as a heads up, we will be back on Friday. Typically every other week, we air a new episode of the full IntelliGame podcast on Thursdays. We're going to make a bit of a schedule shift and just go on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays and replace our Friday show every other week with an episode of the IntelliGame podcast. So we will see you back here on Friday. Until then, keep IntelliGaming. <laughs>